0: Be sure to join me every week as we interview sales leaders and entrepreneurs from around the world. We will discuss best practices and ensure that you leave motivated and inspired to take action. Now, let's enjoy today's episode. Catapulting Commissions family, what's up, team? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Catapulting Commissions podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Garcia today's guest is a true game changer in business let me tell you a little bit about my buddy jefferson now jefferson rogers had previously worked in construction auto mechanics pressure washing door-to-door sales job the guy was a lifelong hustler he felt stuck at those jobs knew he was destined for more dreamed of having his own business took the skills the determination the growth and in 2019, he made his dream a reality when he opened his company, JKR Windows. Today, his company is modeled after the experience that he has, which we're going to talk about. I'm sure you can guess the Cattle Commission's family, and it helps make people uh, dream, or helps helps his employees dreams become a reality as he's taking his company from zero to over 10 million dollars in annual revenue in a shortened period of time. The other fascinating thing we're going to talk about Jefferson with here is a complete mental mind shift that has changed from who he was in the past to who he is today. And I know that's going to resonate with you, Catapulted Commission's family, because we all want to be better than what we're currently performing today. Jefferson Rogers, welcome to the Catapulted Commission show. Man, I appreciate that, Anthony. Yes, Good, thank you for having me on. I'm excited. Yeah, man. Let's, let's jump right into it. So you are a Let's just call it. You're a lifelong hustler, lifelong
1: salesperson. Is that a fair assessment there? Well, I mean, if I'm being completely honest, no. Okay. (laughs) It wasn't very long ago that I was like literally the guy on the couch. Oh, all
0: right. Let's dive into that first. Because then I'm, I guess, the lifelong hustler. I'm talking about the work you had. So let's talk about mentality then. So you're the guy on the couch. You were working door-to-door sales, pressure washing, construction, just different, let's just say odd-end jobs. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, I did uh, my fair share of odd-end jobs. Okay. So to go from the guy to the couch, you have now a company that's, is it $10 million in annual revenue?
1: Yeah, we did 10 million in 2020 after doing only 20 or 2 million in 19. So we we grew by about 500%. This year, we're going for $20 million, So we've got some big goals in front of us. Well, one, good luck on those goals. But two,
0: let's be honest here, Jefferson. That doesn't sound like somebody who sits on the couch. My, my, uh, my audience is going to think I'm lying right now. They're like, Anthony, you brought this guy who says he sleeps on the couch, but he's, he's doubling, quadrupling his business. So let's talk about the guy on the couch. What happened for you to say, hey, I'm not going to be that guy anymore? Because there's people listening right now that want, let's just start a two million dollar company, a $10 million company. The heck, they just want to make a hundred grand. What what happened in your life to say, I'm gonna make a
1: change from the guy on the couch to the badass you are today? Yeah, man, it was uh it was a, a couple of different factors. I think one of them was I had some problems with addiction. I was the guy on the couch, bouncing around from house to house, bumming off of people because of my addiction problems. I, I never got into heavy drugs or anything, but smoking the weed and drinking everybody's alcohol was things that I was pretty good at. And um, it, was, it was taking all of that same energy and that same addictive personality that I always had and just refocusing it on wanting to to be something, do something with myself and be the example as the oldest of four brothers that I knew I was capable of being, and it was just kind of a mindset. And it always haunted me, because I knew what I was, I didn't, I mean, I don't know what I'm capable of yet, because I'm just figuring it out as I go. But I knew that being the guy on the couch wasn't the answer. It wasn't living up to who I was capable of being and trying to strive for a better version of myself. So it uh, it was a transition from an upbringing that gave us a lot of freedom as, as youngsters and, but not a lot of direction. And so I ended up the guy on the couch, smoking cigarettes, smoking weed, drinking alcohol, and had to make that transition somewhere along the way. And I knew that I needed to do it, but man, it was it scary. And that's, that's the thing that a lot of people are dealing with, including a lot of your listeners, even if they are making a hundred grand, the one thing separating them from making a hundred grand and going to seven figure income is those things, the vices that are holding them back, the things that get you going home at 4.30 in the afternoon to go finish your 30-pack instead of staying out and grinding those next couple hours.
0: Man, well, one, congratulations, man. I mean, to, to make that transition from addiction, from vices that are holding you back to being who you are today, that is, that, that is a testament to who you are. So one, I want to say kudos and congratulations for that. But I'm going to peel, I some, la- I want to peel some layers here back because you, you mentioned there's some vices there and, and there's two, two parts of this thing that I'm going to dive in. One, I think salespeople, when they make more money, they find more vices. But two, when you're in that position where you're not making the money you want, you're not the person you want to be. And in your terms, you're the guy on the couch. You're the guy that's drinking. You're the guy that's smoking. You wanted to be an example. You're the older uh, four brothers. But I guess where I, my confusion lies is, did that just, did one day you wake up and say, hey, that's enough? Or was there something in your life, like a moment where you're like, shit, today I'm going to change or
1: I can't do this anymore. Did you have that aha moment? You know, I can, I can trace it back to not like one particular moment, but it was a, a time in my life when I had, I'd just gotten sick and tired of justifying all of these silly decisions that I would make that got me deeper and deeper and deeper. And I had gotten to a low point, but I think all of us have, we have, we have a conscience or we have this voice that speaks to us, telling us that this doesn't align with who you are this decision you're about to make or that you just made doesn't align with who you are. So it'd probably be a good idea to rethink whether you do that again next time. And I had that and I, and I dealt with it and I suppressed it. And what, what a lot of people tend to do is they suppress it for so long that it quits being loud and it's, it's quiet now. So then they just keep repeating the same patterns their whole life. And they end up 30 years down the road telling stories about how great they used to be but they're still in the same dead end job and miserable. So for me, it was, I had, just, I had just gotten in a big fight with my wife and I got my truck impounded because I ran from the police and I got, I headbutted this guy at a concert. And the next morning I had to go, we were supposed to go to my son's birthday party, but I just got my truck impounded. So we had, to imp, we had to get all the kids in Uber to go to the birthday party. And I'm so hungover, I can't even participate. I'm laying on a freaking bench at the place, like the lowest of lows. And then uh, two months later, I'm scrolling through Facebook because I'm a door-to-door guy. I'm supposed to be out knocking doors. And I'm sure you've heard this before, but the hardest door is your flipping car door. And there I was right there in the hood where I'm supposed to be knocking, but I'm scrolling Facebook. And a Grant Cardone ad comes across for 10X Scrolls Conference 2018. This is November 2017. And he has this ambassador program. It's like a mentor program that he's going to be mentoring a couple hundred people personally. And you have an opportunity to go up on stage and get mentored personally by Grant Cardone. And it was $1,100 price tag. And so this was, it, it, was, it started with that Facebook ad, like me making that transition. I called my wife right then after checking the bank account. And seeing that all I had left in the bank account was eleven hundred dollars, and I called her and said, "Honey, do you trust me? Because I'm about to take the last eleven hundred dollars that we have in our bank account and spend it on this ambassador program." I, I told you I was reading that book, Ten X Rule, Grant Cardone. I just barely been introduced to him, and now I'm about to invest our last eleven hundred dollars. And thank goodness she trusted me to do what I said. You know, to do what I said I was going to do, and I. I took it from there. 2 months later, I made the commitment to get sober. That was January 2018. So it was all during this time frame that I had been exposed to mentoring, had been exposed to higher level people and and doing daily calls and making these commitments and creating new discipline, getting up before the sun comes up and coming out of obscurity and doing live Facebook videos. And it was it was a huge catalyst for being able to start my business then in March of 2018, and just boom, like that hockey stick effect, man. There we go,
0: man. There's a layered appeal there. You know, you one, you struck an incredible low, right? I feel like everyone has to have that low point, and whether they realize it at that point or not, you can always look back and say, okay, that was a low point. And I imagine putting your family together in an Uber going to a kid's birthday party, not being engaged because you're you're still struggling from the night before, that that hits you. You're like, crap. So you say, okay, I'm going to make a change in my life. And you get connected with Grant Cardone. You start reading which one you're investing in personal development. Two, you join his program. So you get elevated within your network. Right, You just naturally meet other people who want to thrive and grow. And that there is a testament to who you surround yourself with, who you spend time with is going to have an impact on you. You literally just change your scene. You change your scene from drinking and smoking to, we're going to make money. We're going to change the way our lives are happening. We're going to be a leader within our own family and our own community and possibly the world as we create this impact. Is that kind of a fair, fair way
1: to describe what you just told me? Yeah. And I think, you know, I, I never was able to really, articulate it that well. All I knew is I didn't like where I was, but I liked the, the message that Grant Cardone had. And it, it resonated with me because of my addiction problems and his stories about addiction and overcoming that into, you know, multimillionaire status and extremely successful. And he didn't seem like anything special to me. And I've always had a lot of confidence in my abilities. It's like, you know, if, if this guy can do it, why not me? I love
0: it, man. And and you know, it's I've met some incredibly talented and very well known uh sales gurus, personal development gurus, speakers, entrepreneurs, you know, millionaire, billionaires. And every time I get connected with one of them, uh either through like a podcast or in person, I'm like, you're no different than I am. Yeah. I have I have I have the same same opportunity that you have. You're just making more of it right now. So to hear you say that is is pretty enlightening. Can can, can I piggyback and, and and talk
1: a little bit about your your journey to sobriety? Are you comfortable with that? We we'll talk a little about it. Absolutely, man. I love I love talking about it because I know that there are so many people that are keeping that little secret to themselves, just like I was hiding the little bottles of alcohol over <sighs> the garage and thinking that nobody's noticing. But you are the one that has the most. To gain from coming out of the damn closet and getting that monkey off your back. So I'd love to talk about it. People need to hear about this. Yeah, man. So let's, let's say, let's, let's start there, right? It's, it's a hidden secret
0: that people possess. And I'll I'll share, you know, some things with you here. I mean, I know for me, when I went from making no money to making a lot of money, you know, I went through a a phase in my life where the vices that I would, entertain myself. Now I had the money to support it, right? Now I had the money to to drink the expensive liquor, to do all the different things. And it definitely didn't get me where I wanted to be in life. So then that's, that's my personal journey. So I had to make some changes in my own life. But as you said, it's that hidden secret in, in, that you have inside of you. How often, let, let's say there's somebody listening right now that has that secret that feels alone. What would you say to that person right now?
1: No, I think it's, uh, I've I've felt like that too, because you're, you feel like it's so scary to look it in the face and to think about the the work that it's going to take to overcome this, that you've been dealing with for who knows how many years. For me, it was, that was three years ago, I was 33 years old when I was first really facing it down. I started, I drank my first beer when I was 13 and I was partying hard you know, 14, 15, 16, 17, and all the way up until, you know, that, that incident at my son's birthday party, like 20 years of hard partying, drinking, smoking pot. And thank God I didn't get into anything harder than that because I go all in when I find something that I enjoy, but it's, um, it, it is a difficult thing. It's, it's hard and it's daunting, but l- that voice, if, if you're even thinking about this, that voice I was talking about, that's telling you that this isn't your true self, you're not going to be able to accomplish your destiny version of yourself by continuing down this same path of alcoholism, smoking weed, you know, whatever your vice is, you got to face it down and just deal with the fact that it's going to be difficult and it's going to be hard and it's going to be scary. But if you can refocus the attention that you give that and the energy that it takes, that all that same energy that you have that's focused towards the addiction is just as relevant. If you can refocus it and start to build some discipline and new habits towards success and personal development and, developing yourself as a leader and a mentor and a coach. I love it, man.
0: I think you hear your journey and you hear that you're destined for more. What I hear you say is you're not alone, right? You're not alone. So if you're struggling with something and it's impacting you, it's impacting you in every aspect of your life, right? Your ability to be a good, loving husband, your ability to be a good, loving father, your ability to make money, your ability to keep money. Because I know tons of people that are incredibly talented sales professionals, entrepreneurs that can make a hundred grand in a month and can spend a hundred grand in a month. And it's not because they spend it because they have a shopping problem. They're spending it because they're, they're partying. They're blowing the money in areas they don't or shouldn't be spending their money tons of time. So uh-huh. I, I, lo- I love hearing you say you're not alone. Now, if you go, you said something about coaching and mentoring, do you have a network right now that helps you? Because from one of my things about understanding sobriety, it helped me out here. This is a lifelong journey, right? This isn't like, hey, I just decided to be sober in 2018. Boom, it's 2021. I never, I never have that feeling again. Is this a lifelong journey? journey and growth that you're having right now? I mean, how are you holding yourself accountable? What is your network looking like right now?
1: So yeah, that was a, that experience with Grant Cardone, that ambassador program and all the people that were involved that I was able to engage with was an eye opener for me for that change of environment that, that I, I never knew and I'd never been exposed to, but was such a crucial part in my transition and my ability to to get sober and refocus my all that energy that was going towards negativity and refocus it towards positivity. So I think that uh, the the coaching and the mentoring now for me is something because of the the nature of my business and the and the sales people and the operations and and admin even is it's an opportunity for me to have this this little economy of my own that I that I oversee and all of these people are looking at me for direction and vision and and I'm the type of person that has integrity and I'm not just going to do things and say things just to say them I want to embody them embrace them and live them so all my people can have confidence in me a lot of that your perspective you're... came from I mean I've always had that but when you start surrounding yourself with successful people and see how they operate and what separates them, they're just regular people. The only thing that separates them is their level of integrity. When they say they're going to do something, they do it and they do it better than anybody expected them to do it. And they also, they just keep showing up, keep showing up day after day after day and embodying, the things that they talk about. They don't just talk about it. They do it. They live it.
0: Hey, I wanted to take a quick minute and interrupt this episode. I hope you're enjoying what you have heard thus far. Have you heard the good news? The international bestselling book catapulting commissions has been named a 2021 selling power magazine book recommendation. And I want to thank you. The catapulting commissions family. You can claim a free copy by texting hello to 661-228-8967. You can also find out more information at catapultingcommissions.com. Okay, let's get back to the show. You know, that leading from the front is what I hear you're saying, right? You, You are setting the example. And by being in that environment and acting with integrity, as you're saying, you know, it is hard to be a leader and not have integrity. It is hard to, to stand in front and get people motivated to believe in you when you don't have integrity yourself. And that integrity sometimes, not sometimes all the time starts within. And that's what I'm hearing from you. And I I think 100% Jefferson, for us to be the version of life that we want to be, to experience the things we want, we have to change from ourselves from within. And so, Kudos to you again on that man. You definitely made some changes in your life. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that, man. So let's let's talk about some 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 different, man. Let's switch this here. So you you go through, you get your sobriety, you launch your company, JKR Windows, you operate your your revenue model, is your sales you generate is door to door. You open up a business. Let's just, I mean, if you you know, let's just state what you said: two million in 2019, 10 million. 2020 goal for 2021 is 20 million. That is quantum growth year over year. I mean, that is not the type of growth that is normal, but it's the type of growth that is motivating firing up. You must have some sort of culture or some sort of program in place to talk, to get that growth. Help me understand. How did your company grow from zero to let's just call it over 10 million within two and a
1: half, three years? I think, uh, you know, it goes back to the, the consulting and coaching still. Okay. There's a, I mean, naturally in 2018, I was excited about coming in hot and going out and personally producing leading from the front. I am a, just a, a natural hard worker. So, In the beginning, that's what got me some early success is I was willing to go out there and do all the work myself and I did. I did all the sales, operations, admin, payroll. I did absolutely everything for the entire first 16 months. And then gaining a higher level of perspective from people that had operated much, much larger businesses helped me to realize that, you know, you can can continue to go just like this if you want to, just like 95% of everybody else does. But if you want to take it to the next level and build an organization, you're going to have to develop yourself as a leader because you're going to have some difficult conversations along the way. And you're going to have to have a culture for people to show up to and to keep coming back to and to sustain and maintain those good quality people. And without that perspective from people that had done it before, I would still be doing 2 million and I'd maybe be shooting for 4 million. It was actually last January, 2020, where my goal was 4 million. And I ran into a guy that did a very similar business model to me that said his goal was 10 million. That's where I came up with my $10 million goal. It's like, if this guy can do it, he's doing the exact same thing I am. What's that? What's so special about him that I couldn't do it. So I got some help. I got some direction. I got a higher level, like 30,000 foot view of what my business should look like. If I was to go to 10 million. And then I just executed. I went out there and took all the things that that coach and that consulting company taught me and went and put it into action. And listen, we have had some serious growing pains. When you grow by 500% from 2 million to 10 million, if you're going from 200,000 to a million, you're going to have little problems. 2 million to 10 million is a ridiculous amount of problems and things that you just have no idea how to do unless you figure it out as you go, and you have good people in your corner—coaches, mentors, consulting companies—that can help you to do it, so you don't have to redo it again. You know, getting that, getting that help. You know, I mean, I'm a, I'm a
0: big proponent, right? I, I've, I have clients that I coach. I have a coach myself. Um, you know, you need that person in your corner to help you get to that level. So, hearing you have that. And and that coaching consulting approach, its awesome. Do you now your employees, right? Do you provide, do you have a coaching program in place for your sales guys? Let's talk specifically the sales guys that are door to door. Cause I mean, that, that's a grind. You and I both know it. That's a grind. You know, there's good days, there's bad days. Sometimes there's more bad days than good days. How are you getting those guys and keeping those guys and gals? I don't want to sound sexist. Those
1: guys and gals motivated and, and fired up on the street. Yeah. So, I mean, up till this point, Just within the past couple of months, I've transitioned away from being at every single sales meeting in front of every single salesperson every day of the week. So for the first two years, it was me. I'm there coaching, mentoring, and personally training every single person in the company. And that's what took us to 10 million was I I personally trained every single person that helped us... Accomplish that 10 million. And then, you know, it's, it's obviously not sustainable. And what we've transitioned to now is some digital formats where we can produce our own content and then it's duplicatable. It's still a large portion of it. me sitting in front of a camera teaching all those same things. Now you can just have a hundred people watching it at the same time from different places around all of Utah and Nevada, that, the areas that we cover. And then we also use Cardone University, which is in my opinion, the best sales training on the planet. And it's pretty fresh. We're just starting it, but that's, you know, where my roots were getting started and taking my sales game to the next level was with Cardone University. And I loved it. And now it's transitioning from me doing everything to a digital platform, Cardone University, plus all of our own JKR Windows specific training in digital format as well. Nice, man. So you're, you're a resource, you're educating people, and
0: you're, you're focusing, you're developing your people. Have you noticed a change? And you said something here that, that I want to peel back. There's sales managers and sales leaders and, and presidents that are listening to the show right now that were just like you. My hands were on everything. I'm teaching, I'm drilling, I'm coaching, and they're afraid to let go, let off, Put put some systems in place, right? You have Cardone University. You're not physically in front of your people now. Every day is what you were in the beginning. Did you notice a drop-off in your production and revenue? Did you notice an increase in your production and revenue? Or was it pretty stagnant? Was it was kind of
1: net neutral. No, I'd say it was it was pretty neutral. I've okay. I've developed some pretty strong leadership within the company. So they were able to to pick up where I left off and keep rolling. But now you know, some of this, uh, the concepts with the digital training platforms and the repetition that you can get from that. And as many people as you can train at the same time has made our 20 million goal, which was, it's a ridiculous freaking goal, just like 10 million was, but now it's just putting the game plan together. What does that look like? Reverse engineer it and paying for this training from Grant Cardone is, is one of those pieces to the puzzle that if you're stuck and if you don't have a higher level perspective and you've got this old way of thinking that you're kind of stuck in, and this is the way that you've always done it. Most people will pay for marketing, will pay for advertising, but they will very rarely spend money to train their people. And especially like a six figure investment in Mm -hmm. Grant Cardone's proprietary training materials like I did. It's uh it's an investment in my people, but I've seen investments like this pay off and I have confidence in my ability to execute on it too. So I, I know with absolute certainty that I'm going to get a rate of return on that thing. That's ridiculous.
0: Good for you, man. Good for you. I, I think there's not enough people look at that or know that what you just said right now, right? I mean, you're talking about making a six-figure investment in development of your people, right? If, if, if I was to even say, okay, what's the investment in yourself? It's probably equally that, if not higher, right? We're always finding ways to invest in ourselves. There's are salespeople and sales professionals that want results, but won't invest. They won't invest in themselves. They won't invest in that personal development. Is this something that was a natural for you? I mean, you, you talk about, you know, the 10X and Grant Cardone. Was that your first experience in investing in personal
1: development? It was. Yep. Okay. It was just, uh, I mean, it goes back to just being sick and tired of being sick and tired and being at the right place at the right time. I was supposed to be knocking doors, but I was right there sitting in my car, scrolling through Facebook and, ready for a change and whatever happened that day, that message resonated with me and it's completely changed the trajectory of my life. And I've, and I've always been curious about, you know, a lot of things, but that curiosity that I have about that feelings that I get the intuition about whether or not somebody can help me and, and, also my confidence in being able to commit to something and know that I'm going to see it through. I'm going to, it's up to me to get the complete value out of these types of things like the coaching and mentoring and, and the training platforms. And some people pay for them and don't ever get around to doing much with them, but it's, it's all about making the commitment and then executing and having all of the extra pieces of the puzzle that don't always come from your own head. I mean if if I was relying on all of my own ability to to think up ideas and and take what I've learned from my experiences and apply it to growing my business I'd I'd be stuck at 2 million 4 million maybe but we're we're now on our way to 20 million 40 million 100 million because of that curiosity and my just I don't know I like asking questions and sometimes it bothers people but I ask lots of questions so I can get the answers that I need to keep taking it to the next level. Good for you,
0: man. I think I think having that self-reflection and being able to see that is what's making you the leader you are right now. Look, Jefferson, we, we have a few minutes left here. There's one thing I want I want to get your perspective on. Uh, there's a concept we talk about on the Catapulting commission so-called complacent sales syndrome. Right? Yeah. So so complacent sales syndrome is this. You have a sales force or sales personnel that's trained. They know how to do the job. It's not that they don't know how to do the job. They, they're, they're skilled. They're, they have Grant Cardone's proprietary training. They have you motivating them in their corner. They can perform at a higher level. However, they're just not. So I call it a level of complacent sales syndrome. You know what to do to be successful. You have the skills to be successful. You just can't get over that hurdle or that hump. These are the players you have on your team that are a potential, but performing like C players, but you know, they have a potential.
1: How do you get the most out of those sales employees? Yeah, man. I think every organization in the history of mankind will have those people. And as a leader, you can see the potential in them. And it's so frustrating you know especially as you're developing your leadership skills and your communication skills and your and your ability to have a conversation with somebody and really get something out of them to see why they're dealing with that i've got a guy right now that i'm dealing with this and i've i've had several in the past it's it makes zero sense when you're thinking about it logically because these people they wouldn't be there unless they had capabilities and this one guy in particular he's he's so damn smart he's smarter than most people that I know. So he, he already knows what the answer is and what it takes to get him out of that funk. And I, I take responsibility. I mean, the, the hardest thing is, is that it's like looking yourself in the mirror. It's a reflection of, of where you're at with your company and your leadership and your accountability systems that he's, he's even still here. So it, it is a tough one, man. It's something that, that I'm still dealing with and always figuring out, but you know, we were just talking about it today. What's our game plan for this? We're going to gonna put together some action items for him. How can we help you? These are the things that we see. We want to hear what your feedback is and where your head's at. He may be dealing with something that we just have no idea about and it could be, you know, not even something that, uh, that we would be thinking about. But, you know, I'm, I'm getting ready to have a conversation with that sales manager today to see how that conversation went to see if our game plan worked. Is it going to motivate him? Is he going to get reinvigorated? Were we able to build the belief level back in him about what we're doing and where we're going and what we stand for as a company to get him excited again about going back out and helping people that are going to get taken advantage of and underserved if they go with another company. So it's uh, it's leadership. It's having a culture, having something for your people to believe in. I think when you start seeing that, you gotta look yourself in the mirror and figure out what you're doing and how you can take it to the next level for those couple of those couple of bullet points that apply to what is the big picture of your business.
0: Mm, I love it, man. You 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 say it so so subtly, but I mean you're literally you you getting somebody over that level of being stuck, right? Which is one, you I love how you started, right? Every company has that. You're not alone. So if you're if you're listening to this catapult to commission's family and you have that sales employee, or maybe you are that sales employee who's stuck, you're not alone. But I love how you make it about what does that person want? How can I get how can my Opportunity to be a vehicle to get what you want in your life, and I'm gonna help you do that. And we're gonna we're gonna make this thing about you. So I love hearing your your perspective on that. Um, th- that's that's a true testament of your leadership. And and I would suspect that if I was to interview your top sales managers right now, they would have nothing but amazing things to say about your ability to motivate and inspire and get them to move the needle.
1: Well, I mean, I would hope so. I've learned. <laughs> worked long and hard. And I've, and I've had plenty of people that wouldn't have such nice things to say about me early on in my sales and, and leadership journey. But, you know, I, I want to be somebody that people can go to, that you can open up to, that, that is also going to be able to get a little bit extra out of you that you didn't even know that you had. And, and I've seen it over and over taking people from all kinds of different backgrounds Bringing home twenty five grand a year to just a few months later, making twenty five grand a month. Amen to that, guy. There is a
0: movement of people that want to move all in. Jefferson, we got about a few about a quick minute left, man. I know you have some great things in the in the hopper coming up. Can you give us a big, a a brief overview or preview of your upcoming book called All In? I know it's still in the works, and we're hoping to get that out here in the next couple of months. But just talk to me a little bit about that because I want my
1: audience to connect with you, follow you, learn more about you. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. So all in is, there's a lot of cool stories about what's taken me from the guy on the couch to being a a CEO of an eight-figure replacement window company. And in as short a period of time as I did it, you got to follow a pretty specific path of principles and habits and disciplines because it's, it's not very common to go from zero to 10 million, especially in the service industry coming from, you know, not very much background in, in running a business. So I lay out all those things. I tell the stories about what got me here. What were those separators? And I'm excited for it to come out because I think it's really going to help a lot of people. And, and I got some great stories. So it's really relatable and enjoyable read as well. Good. Well, Catapult to Commissions family, we will have all of that linked up
0: to the show notes. You can get access to Jefferson's website. You'll be notified on his website. You can sign up to be notified when that book drops. Jefferson, how does uh, my audience get a hold of you on
1: social media? Or how do they track you and learn more about you? What's those handles that people are looking for? Absolutely. Yeah, you can check me out. My website, jeffersonkrogers.com and my Instagram handle, jeffersonkrogers. Perfect. Catapult to Commissions family, do me a
0: favor. Go follow Jefferson K. Rogers right now on Instagram. I, I'm, I'm on his page as we speak. There's some motivating videos. There's some things that if you're gonna see something on a daily basis to get you inspired, Jefferson's definitely gonna deliver that. Follow his journey. His company went from zero to 10 million to 20 million as a goal for 2021. And if you are stuck in that position where you don't think that you can make your life change, you can change the direction. Follow Jefferson. I mean, the guy just shared an incredibly vulnerable story of being the guy on the couch to being the CEO of an eight-figure company right now. That is major growth, and the opportunity exists there for you. Jefferson, thanks for joining the Catapulty Commission's podcast, my friend. Right on. Thank you for having me, Anthony. That was a great time, brother. You put on a good show. Glad to have you, man. I'd love to get you back. Once All In is released, man, we'd love to have you back on the show. We could talk a little bit more about the book, and we'll dive into some chapters catapulting commissions family you know what to do like subscribe comment and i will see you next week catapulting commissions family that does it for today's episode if you found some value please be sure to head over to itunes and leave a five-star rating don't forget to subscribe that way you're notified of new episodes if you want to see the video portion of this podcast Head over to YouTube and look up Catapulting Commissions podcast. Finally, if you want a free copy of Catapulting Commissions, be sure to text the word HELLO to 661-228-8967. Again, text the word HELLO to 661-228-8967. Thanks for listening to the show. I'll see you next week.